You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Twisted Sisters. You're listening to Samantha and Allie. Hello. We're having a little my, technical We are. My headphones aren't plugged in. I was like, why can't I hear anything? <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you. Perfect. Oh, um, I hope everybody's having a really great week. It is a cool, like, 12 degrees outside in Minnesota right now. Yeah. We, I, think, I don't think it stopped, actually, like, snowing. No, it was like a constant snow... Yeah, all week. Yeah. but You woke up, it was snowing. You went to bed, it was snowing. Yeah. But it was like a pretty snow, like a Christmas snow. Yeah, I was it like, was. I'll take it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It totally was. Um, I I want to talk about last week's episode. I freaking loved it, you guys. How yeah. good was it? She's pretty incredible. Like, just so much strength and such, like, an incredible, I, I would say, delivery Yes, you can tell she's definitely worked on her speaking and just how she articulates herself. Like, you don't wake up and start doing that, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. And to just her realness of, like, all of it. I just, I love, and I this is me too, though, I love how sometimes you go into projects and you just have this whole idea in mind. And um, when you just let control go and you let things go as they're supposed to and then it turns into something so much more incredible than you could have ever imagined because you gave up that control and you just let things flow yeah and I just I love that aspect of our story too it was yeah. so good yeah but I left last week going like it's just such a good reminder of how are we showing um happiness you know what are you showing the world what are you showing your friends what are you showing your family how are you showing your kids like how are what are you doing for yourself and aren't are you faking it you know just there were so many aspects and not that she just talked about it but I think that got my mind going of like am I faking happiness am I truly happy where am I truly happy and what am I doing to do that am I doing self-care or I'm doing something that's making me happy and they're different things. They are really big different things. Because I think the self-care sometimes gets a bad rap. Like it's like, oh, you're being selfish for doing self-care. And that's not the case at all. I agree. And I think with her too, I think she just has this like peacefulness. I would have loved to know her prior to all of this. To be able to really compare all the transformation that she's gone through too with it all yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I I just really loved her energy it was just so upbeat and so um but also real and I love that and I don't know it really rubbed off on me to hear somebody and uh just with her energy her um experience and her raw and realness I just I just loved it 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 really hit me personally Mm -hmm. and I really had a lot of fun recording last week I've had a lot of fun the last few weeks yeah 
it's been fun to take this kind of turn and kind of finding our we've had our voices obviously but finding our comfort within our voices as well too yeah and not that I don't have fun doing it but sometimes it definitely felt more like a job in some points and then once we get going it's like oh yeah I love this but I feel like this um I don't know this last little go around or I would say these last few months it's been just fun I've like feel like I'm looking forward. Not that I don't look forward to it. I don't know how to say it. I think life stressors made it hard to come and just fully enjoy myself and be completely present at times. And then when I'm here and I'm doing it, I absolutely love it. But to make that time and get in that place was kind was harder. And I feel like now it's just I'm I'm back in that place. It's a lot easier to get to right now. And I think that is kind of like the perfect way to go into our topic yes. today. So after listening to Alice last week, it just got my head thinking and also dealing with my own personal struggles right now of um, self-sabotage. And I feel like we tossed this phrase around so kind of nonchalantly, but um It got my head spinning and I ended up finding a lady. She wrote this book called Stop Self-Sabotage. Her name is Dr. Judy Ho. And I um, started looking her up and I was listening to some podcasts with her and got the book and it hit hard. I just really dug into myself this week and um, I was like, I know our topic. Yeah. I was excited because I haven't read the book yet. And so I'm super, I listened to a podcast she was on, but I'm super excited to hear your take on the book. So I get it next and I can (laughs) come and speak on that too. Yes. And so um, I'm just going to start off with like her, her intro in the book basically. So um, it just says, have you ever tried to reach a goal like losing weight, getting a new curve or sorry. Yeah. All right. Bear with me here. I'm going to start over. Have you ever tried to reach a goal like losing weight, getting a new job, curbing overspending, or finding a satisfying relationship only to be disappointed when your efforts didn't bring you any closer to your dreams? Have you ever avoided getting close to people or wanted to connect with someone so badly that your insecurity and neediness scared them off? Have you ever gotten in trouble for poor money management or found it hard to do what it takes takes to take your career to the next level? Have you ever stopped and thought, why did I do that? After you reached for the cookies instead of something healthy, or when a break from work or a project turned into a binge-watching session that left you bleary-eyed and behind on deadlines. If any of this sounds familiar, you're stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage. Simply defined, self-sabotage shows up as thoughts and or behaviors that undermine our best interests and conscious intentions. Have you ever thought, I can never do fill in the blank so then you give up and don't try that is self-sabotage or do you act in ways that are counter to what's good for you for example binge eating half a cake when you know the importance of a healthier lifestyle that's another example of self-sabotage it's a phrase many of us throw around in casual conversation in a phenomenon we easily identify in our lives of our friends and loved ones even so many of us invite the harmful inhibiting defeating effects of self-sabotage into our own lives without even realizing it because self-sabotage often works behind the scenes we are often oblivious in the moment to what we're doing and how we've gotten in our 
turning the page, own way. And as though they weren't enough to notice these self-defeating patterns tend to rear their ugly heads just when you are at most stressed or feeling crappy or stretched too thin. And I'm going to stop there because it just can go on and on and on and it's so great. But I like the defining of self-sabotage and just in all the aspects. And I feel like one of the things I took away instantly that hit me in this was I think I always viewed my self-confidence as a whole, um, that I was just a self-confident person or I'm self-confident in whatever. But one thing I read in here is that we have confidence in different areas in our lives and it varies which obviously, duh, that makes complete sense. Right. So like you have a certain confidence in your work. You have a certain confidence in your personal self. You have a certain confidence in your family and your relationships. Mm-hmm. You have a self-confidence in your romantic relationships. And it caused me to kind of look and say like, I, because I, I have been just struggling, I think, more in my relationship areas, um, you know, in parenting and um, dating and stuff and having my confidence level in that area. But my confidence level in work, yes. My confidence level in my health, I feel great. But I didn't really recognize the areas that almost I just was like quitting before I began or already kind of um, like, oh, I'm going to look like I'm going to try, but really I'm already accepting defeat. Right. Or I know this is what's going to happen, so we'll just kind of play along and um, I'm going to prepare myself for the worst. Right, right. Or you're just going to go in and you're going to wing it because that you're procrastinating to because you think about it and you get that fear of like, okay, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Right. So she breaks it down, which I I think self-sabotage is such a strong word of like it holds so much in it. But how do you break it down? We can all just be like, yeah, I'm just self-sabotaging. Right. Or I'm just going to go here and you just say that. It's kind of cringy. What do you do to change it? <laughs> right. You know, you're just like, OK, I'm self-sabotaging. That's great. But um, that's it. Like, it's just kind of like almost an excuse. But we recognize it. So it's like, oh, I'm recognizing but I'm, I'm still just going to do it anyways because I don't know how else to do it. Or you think it requires this huge, um, you know, this huge change in your life. And unfortunately, that's just not going to happen. No. Because subconsciously, we're just wired in so many ways. And our self-sabotage starts from our parents because we watch them deal with situations and not just our parents, but the adults around us. So we watch how they handle these situations, whether they went to the bar and went and... Uh, would drink to decompress or whether they would separate themselves from everybody and get quiet, whether they would overspend. I mean, all of the list goes on. It goes back to even the Alice thing with the the modeling of the parenting, right? Like we're the models for our children. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when you were reading this, Allie, how did you, did you recognize any kind of things in your life of how you were I'm definitely um, a procrastinator and it comes from letting go of control. I know that I have a control problem and so I want to like deliver this amazing, amazing thing and then it's the night before that I have a paper due and I got to write this paper because I've put it off, put it off, put it off. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I 
I procrastinated for most of my life. Um, it got a lot better when I started treating my ADHD because I could focus, but there's definitely other areas that I procrastinate in, like my household, like just things that I know are going to make my life better and I'm going to yes. feel better. Like if my kitchen's clean and my house is clean, I know it's going to affect me in such a positive way, but I'll avoid it. Why? I have no idea mm-hmm. because you just subconsciously do those things without even recognizing it and it still changes you. Um, so I wrote down some things that I really loved and it and we talked about how our tactics start from like our parents and it just says it's rooted in our biology. Um, we drive to attain reward and avoid major threat and that's part of why we start sabotaging. Mm-hmm. And obviously when things are good you don't do those things but when things I would say when your stress builds up when life isn't quite going right is when we start to recognize or not recognize the tactics that we're using and um and I think it's a rose-colored glasses thing too like I'm just gonna go tuck this under here right and I'll deal with it later and then you never deal with it well and it's <laughs> it honestly is all in our thoughts right. and um so what is it the average human has over 50,000 thoughts a day yeah 50,000 thoughts a day so how are we and then she goes and she talks she's like you know one of the things is to stop and think of what you were thinking about before you made like one of the examples, this I'll start over. One of the examples was like if you're dating and you make this dating profile and you go on some dates and they're just bad, right? You go on a couple bad dates and you're just like, that's it. I'm going to be alone forever. And that's it. I'm You, you make such like bold statements. Right. And um, but why, one bad date. Right. <laughs> and in reality is like you spend all this time to make this profile. You're doing these things and that is such a strong, definitive statement. And so one of the tools she gives is how to change that statement into the thought I am having is I'm going to be alone forever. Mm -hmm. And it just takes the gravity, I think, out of it. And I was like, I really like that. And it's like the thought I'm having is I'm failing as a mom today. Even though that's a strong statement, sometimes we just freaking feel that way. But when you say the thought, it just takes the gravity out of it. And I loved it that tactic right because otherwise you sound like an extremist like oh the world the sky is falling it's ending yeah nobody's gonna love me just like a martyr exactly and I but we don't we we just do it subconsciously because it's like oh my my life just sucks and but she goes into um like different different ways of uh how we the different self-sabotage I guess you know and categorizes it and um What's the acronym that she... Life. Life. Okay. Yeah. And so the acronym that life stands for is L is for low self-esteem, different forms of self-esteem. So you might kind of like I talked about earlier, you might have a higher self-esteem in your work and in your marriage, but and everything, you know, everything else, but you're overweight and you can't seem to get your health as a priority or vice versa. Your health is good. Um, your work is good, but your romantic relationships aren't, you know, quite there either. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, you're never going to be 100% all around the board. It's just no, not how it I goes. No, but I think it goes 
back. Oh, I just had a thought and now I can't think of it, but it just goes keep going. Okay. So we have L is for low self-esteem. I is for internalized belief from childhood, which is what we just talked about, where you watch the, your, the adults around you and you learn their the, the way that they cope and how they handle it. Like, um, I, I just remember I had a friend who would always just take the blame in a way, but and it was super funny. They did it in such a good way, but they would always be like, yep, probably was me. I'm sure I'm screwing up or it's probably my, my kid who's yeah. just, you know, and, um, I totally took on some of those things Traits. and it is funny. And sometimes it's like, yep, whatever. But I also have learned in this last month that I, I say sorry for things for no reason. Um, I'm just taking responsibility for it, which like it's you not put actually humor. it's not actually what I'm doing. I'm not taking responsibility. <laughs> it's easier to just diffuse the situation and just be like, oh, sorry or sorry. And um, I was out in the, why are you saying sorry for that? You didn't even do anything. You're asking for another drink. Like, I'm like, you're right. I don't, I don't know why. I think it's just a habit of word almost that's overused. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And in right. Minnesota, we're so like passive aggressive. Minnesota nice. <laughs> But I think it even goes back to, you know, the chubby kid, the funny chubby kid that uses humor because he has low self-esteem. So I'm just going to make jokes and make fun of myself. And in reality, that's why they say comedians even are the darkest of human beings because they find humor in everything. But they have low self-esteem, actually. Yeah. And it it just shows I, I just recognize it in myself of like where you're just kind of. But those thoughts, those words become thoughts and your thoughts become actions and truth and how you feel. And um, but what I like about how she goes into these things is it's still light. Sometimes you talk about some of this and it's like, okay, this feels way too heavy. It feels like too much. How am I going to handle all of this and make all like you have to make all these changes? And it's just it's not true, but it's cool to learn these techniques on how to acknowledge those when it comes and all of a sudden you start feeling that anxiety you start feeling overwhelmed and you're like okay well, what what thoughts was I having before this and is that true mm-hmm. the thought I'm having is blah 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 and my thought earlier was more I think sometimes we we are doing really well we're really on this like high like my dating life's great my home life's great my job's great what's gonna go wrong I do that I'm yeah. like everything's awesome but then I think about the future of like well what happens when this happens because what goes up must come right. down you yep like. and I don't deserve to be up here yeah. because I should be down here because my comfort is down right. here because this is what I'm used exactly. to exactly but in reality you're working hard and you're doing all this mm-hmm. stuff and I do deserve it dang yeah. it and the F stands for fear of change survival and I that is we go in you know fight or flight we have tactics in survival mode and it's what can I do to calm my nervous system down Mm -hmm. and that's either fight or flight right and that's where our brain loves routine with that fight or flight stuff, it yeah. puts us into there when we don't have those routines. She gave an example, and it was good because it was like, you're like if you're in a relationship, like whether your husband or whoever, and you're like everything's really good, but when um, when they don't call or when I call them and they don't call me back forever, or you start to create these scenarios in your head, 
and it's not even reality. Right. I totally do. <laughs> you're creating scenarios yes. and you're just like whacked out. Yes. And then those those are what trigger that fight or flight and those those experiences because you're thinking, I see this behavior and it reminds me of this what happened. This this traumatic situation. It might not even have been traumatic, but it something that affected me in my life and now this is gonna happen again. Mm-hmm but it's not even happening and they're sleeping and taking a nap. That's just it. They're a completely different person than the other person that did that to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I feel like that just goes into like, okay, do we want to live in the past or do we want to live in the present? And just trying so much to just constantly acknowledge that that happened in your life, but I'm going to let it go now. And that's not where I'm at anymore. I'm not the same person. I'm not going to allow the same behaviors and if it becomes a consistent thing, then I cut it out and I draw boundaries. Yeah. And I think our bodies just go back to that feeling of like heartbreak, right? Like nobody wants to be heartbroken. That's the worst feeling in the yeah. entire world. Yeah. It's the strongest emotion, I feel like, because weird people come out of it, right? Like I <laughs> remember being heartbroken and I'm not myself at all. Just yeah. a completely different person. Yeah. And you just give so much of yourself to somebody and it's... It's hard yeah, when you have to walk is. away from that piece mm-hmm. of you. The the what if, the could have, when it wouldn't have been that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And the E stands for excessive need for control. Everything has to be perfect so you don't let things happen on their own. And um, was, that, was that written for me? <laughs> I laughed before I said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take back my little... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> No, you know, it's funny because I laugh for that for you, but I do this, but I just do it in different areas. Yeah. And um, I would say the area that I'm learning that I do it is in my relationships. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Because it's like, I seriously don't. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm still working on it's it. It's hard. It's a hard one. I mean, I can sit here and say, yeah, I'm cured too. But I mean, we just got like some awesome big news yes. today. And then I'm panicking. Like <laughs> my, I can't say, okay, can I say it? Oh, I won't say what it is. Okay. I won't say who it is. Can we? Yeah. Go. Okay. I'll let you. Uh, okay. So we so, got, no. oh. <laughs> I just have to fuck with you a little bit. We got word a little bit that a little news station might be coming to my house in our podcast studio and recording us. Well, if you all know me, I'm like that um, video of that mom that is really a guy dressed up as wait, a mom. Wait, wait, wait. Let's stop for a second because you just skimmed over <laughs> such amazing information. They want to feature our freaking podcast, which is pretty awesome and so incredibly yes, cool we are not gonna skip over that like it's no big deal we are completely geeking out yes, it is are. incredible and we've been working really hard and yes. just i love it but the fears that come with it, right like a part of me was like no they can't come here i'm under a room i'm remodeling guys, my house forever <laughs> what's funny is i came and i was like so how do you feel about having a film crew in your house? Because I knew exactly where your head was at. Where me, I'm like, this is us. I love it. This is like, sh- let's show them. You yeah. can do it in your own house. You can create a space. You can do this. And it doesn't have to be perfection. But my thing is like, oh, God, I hope my mouth doesn't get the best of me. 
That's where my fear went. Where I I'm like, I'm going to say speak. something. I'm going to swear. I'm going to say something <laughs> terrible. And they're going to kick me off public television forever. It's so funny how different our brains work. You're <laughs> over there like, I'm going to swear. I'm over here like, is there a dust bunny in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be able to speak? Am I going to be starstruck? Like, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get nervous and probably talk too much. <laughs> it's the reality. That's why we work well. <laughs> I know. So, yes, this is big. I mean, we're so excited. We're definitely yes. going to keep you guys uh, yeah. updated. We're not going to self-sabotage it. <laughs> and if we do, there's going to be a lesson and we are going to be transparent and share it. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe there's some deep-seated issues right. there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I love how I... What was I going to say? And now I'm like drawing a blank. <laughs> um, we start with our triggering thoughts is what she says. I don't feel right. I am in a bad mood today. These types of things start off your day, which start spiraling and trigger your feelings and more thoughts. Um, the I liked that because they're so simple. And I, I think sometimes that's the first thing I say to you. You call me. <laughs> It's like, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm just having one of those days or I'm just in a place. And I just, I say that with such definity and I'm realizing like, okay, that's a phrase that I need to start changing. And especially when I'm starting my day Mm -hmm. is like, I learned today, it was like, I'm tired today, but my mind's calm and I feel really good about that. So it was like, okay, I don't want to, and it might be how you're feeling, but once again, our, we are in control of our emotions, our brain. We, our brains are so freaking powerful. They are. We have the power to change our emotion at any time, but it is so hard. Well, and the, we, we wire our brain every time we speak ill to our brain. I mean, think of all the facts with neuroscience and just how speaking positively to yourself rewires your brain. It's the whole back to the brain loves routine yeah yeah and when you have that constant phrase or that constant way of it's just like one of my things and I can do this in the physical aspect like it was snowing we got we started snowing what earlier this week and Monday I was like I want to stay home I don't want to go out in this weather and instantly I was like, nope, I'm getting up and I'm going to go work out because if I start that pattern right now, it is going to last me through this, the winter. Mm-hmm. It's going to wire my brain and it's going to change my routine a little bit. And I just cannot allow that to happen for me physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And so physically, but I also enjoy working out and I enjoy the things that I do and I kind of get that physical feeling of like, I feel better. I feel this. And you instantly feel that when you have a thought, it's not like you change it and you're like, I instantly feel better. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it just is like a little like mosquito bite and you're just like next thing. And then you're like, oh, here's the next thought right. where I'm the complete opposite, like going to the gym in the morning. I'm like, what? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need to be my introverted self and I don't want to talk to anybody until 10 o'clock. I'm not talking to anybody no. at the gym. Well, I know, but you're out. Yeah, but I got my headphones on yeah. and I got music playing. But you're still out and like, I have to be like by myself. Like I'm like, bye kids, go on the bus. I guess that's where I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just, but I, I feel like 
in order for me to have gotten off my medications, I've just learned how important it is for me to do that. And it's like taking a pill every day. But I, for me, I just, the snow triggers me to isolate. Yes. And um, not that, you know, it's, I still hibernate and stuff, but the isolation part for me is not good. Yeah. And I just had that. Lorelai was sick when you did your solo podcast, mm-hmm. which was freaking amazing too. And um, I about lost my mind that week. It triggered me big time. And so I think that's what really got me excited about the self-sabotage topic because it's like we've said, and like you said in your podcast that you did, our goal is to be completely transparent, completely open, and just share our journey. We don't know it all. Right. And I'm never going to claim to know it all. No. But you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I do want to share and be open. And that was a tough week for me. I was having no sleep. I maybe got two hours of sleep a night in a row. She was so incredibly sick. We're in the ER. You're doing all this stuff. And it, all the thoughts of like, here we go again. I 10 steps for, or two steps forward, 10 steps back. Just that whole thought process of back and forth. And then the lack of sleep. I wasn't able to regulate my emotions. My anxiety started going through the roof. I felt stuck in my home, couldn't leave. You can't go anywhere. I couldn't even go to the grocery store. She's stuck on me. I'm overstimulated, overtouched, all the things. Mm-hmm. And you are. Well, you have no time for yourself. Right. And that's just life. It's going to happen. It is. But it was like, oh, here's an area that I got to work on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was good. But it's um, it's still tough when those moments are slapped in your face. And I feel like people around me suffer and they don't. And I that was me taking responsibility for things that I don't even need to take responsibility mm-hmm. for because I have no control over anybody else around me and how they react to what's going on in my life. I can't change it. No, you can't. This is my responsibility. This is what I need to be doing right now. And that's all I can focus on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think too, I mean, there's just so many different ways to self-sabotage. It's such a broad word. So I love that it is, there is an acronym for it to break it down and kind of fully understand like what areas are you self-sabotaging in your life like it even goes into the food thing like if I've I've talked about it on here with the zebra cake thing which speaking of which I haven't had a zebra cake can I just toot my own horn here I can't remember the last time I've had a zebra cake that's awesome it is awesome so I've I think I grew up in a household that was very much oh honey do you have your period here's some chocolate Oh, here's some ice cream. Oh, you had a bad day. Here's this. And so, and not that it was a bad thing. I loved coming home. Like even strawberries, she would have like the sugar bowl out for me and I dip my strawberries in the sugar, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, I had to rewire my brain of, you can't have sugar all the time, Allie, or you're going to be a diabetic. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, and two, to go dive deeper into that, your body's looking for a dopamine fix because you're not feeling great about yourself and you're feeling you're having a dip in that Mm -hmm. and you have to find out where am I looking for my dopamine fix. That is, uh, and sugar definitely gives you a good dopamine. It does. Let me tell you, Lorelai goes evil when she's on sugar. (laughs) So does Jack. Yeah, they're the same. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) Like, what possessed you right now? Uh Uh-huh. 
you're bouncing and then I'm like okay what do I do like I gotta I have to have some reaction to it too yeah I think we all do I can tell now mine's a caffeine thing I've now switched it from sugar to caffeine so like yesterday I had coffee and then I got an energy drink at the energy the hail nutrition where I go so it's like the Herbalife tea stuff and it was nine o'clock and I worked late last night I had to go up to Shoreview during the blizzard and drive my car which was scary because I haven't driven my car in the snow yet but it did great by the way if you were wondering but um I got back so that says something that it was Thursday night and that was the first time <laughs> you were on the road in the snow <laughs> I feel like that's all I did was drive in the snow this week oh no I hibernated it was awesome but well deserved. I mean my job I can work pretty much remotely on yeah, my computer so let's be real all summer you're like gone sun up to sun down so yeah exactly it's all about balance I get a little bit of time but anyways where was I going oh I got home and it was like 7 30 8 o'clock and I was like beep 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 (laughs) (laughs) my family was like what is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome I know (laughs) so I I don't drink coffee anymore at all really and we had a tournament for Hayden the I pumpkin shootout and my boyfriend was meeting me then he's like hey you want me to pick you up a coffee I was like that sounds amazing I'm like get me a venti I got like a large (laughs) ice caramel latte with like a pump of you know white vanilla mocha some caramel drizzle like all this stuff and like it sounded so good we drank it and it was so good it was great and all of a sudden oh my anxiety hit another level yes he's like are you okay and I'm like I am not okay I and I had to leave and go to work I had to miss his last game but I lost all patience all of a sudden I was like angry I got angry I was feeling this it was uh, I was shocked I was literally driving and I texted him and I'm like I want to punch somebody I have never felt like this, but I want to punch too much. And I think, I don't know if it was the coffee as much as all the sugar. So like, it was like, I felt aggressive. I felt, I'm like, I go, I don't know if I should listen to. Hey, there's a bald eagle. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's (gasps) Sam's spirit in. (laughs) Oh, I love that. There's two of them. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I love that. (laughs) But I was like. I, I don't know if I should listen to like worship music right now, if I should listen to like heavy metal banger music. And he's like, definitely heavy metal. And I'm yeah. like, I'm doing it. And it's like the song that came on. It was, it's just one of those days when you don't want to get up. Everybody sucks. <laughs> like, oh man, I wish I, I could have been a fly on the wall. Ripping somebody's head off. I was like, yeah, like this is my jam. And finally, obviously, when I got into work, I was able to like move and move my body and work like through it. But yeah, that's uh, the worst feeling. Good Lord. It was scary. It That is the worst feeling when you're crashing off of something and you're so irritable. And anytime like somebody talks to you, anything, you're like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> Panicking. <laughs> yes. Panicking. Right. Exactly. Quick. Self-sabotage. What do I normally do here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so we're going to I'm going to end this more with talking about willpower 
And uh, she talks about willpower, how we think we're every each person is just born with like a set amount of willpower, like willpower, like, oh, like they have more willpower than I do. <laughs> you know, like I was just born with none. And it's just not how that goes. And willpower is actually practice. It's practicing willpower and how you how you utilize it in your life when you choose to do it, when you choose to say no. And I really liked that because it's who the person who has more willpower is the person who is really actually working very hard and says, no, you know what? I have that big meeting tomorrow. As much as I want to go out, it's not going to benefit me tonight. It's not going to benefit my long-term goals. And she really talks about finding your core values. And we talk about this too, but what are your values that you cannot just mark off on a, um, to do sheet, right? I would say like my top three values, I, I value integrity, I value adventure, and I value spirituality. And I would say those three things are something that I hold co- into my core and I look for in other people around me that I surround myself. And one thing she said was when you are going to make a decision or you're getting into something, it's good to check in like, are these helping my values? And sometimes we get in going through the day and you're like, I got nothing accomplished today. I didn't, I didn't check off anything off my list. I didn't do everything I needed to do. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But reality is we should stop and say, did I do something that held true to my values today? And I think that would be like, yes, I left and I went and I did that or I spent time with myself and meditated and read a part of a book or whatever it is in your values that helps and maintain that. I think it's great. Yeah. What would you say your top three values are in your life? Oh, my gosh. I think integrity is obviously I think the biggest one. Um, I don't know the rest. I'm still working through that book, The Magic Mom. She has like a whole list of them and she was like, you'll pick your top three and I still haven't picked my top three yet. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard because I don't know. It's like, I don't want to miss out on one of the values, but That's obviously what I mean. we can have more than one. That's but. just it. But the t- I mean, the adventure one for you, mine's more exploring, I think. Yeah, adventure. I mean, yeah, I think of adventure for you, like, I think of her, like, on the top of a mountain, like, skydiving. Like, that's when I think of Sam. Like, there's Grandma Sam on her. (laughs) (laughs) Legend. Going down the mountain. Where me, I'm more like, I want to go into the woods, and I want (laughs) to look at the pretty. (laughs) She's, no, she's, I want to stand outside the woods. (laughs) But I'll look in. And admire them. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I feel like that like I loved hearing Alice's story because it it reminded me a lot of you (laughs) in some of those areas of like no I really like but there's nothing wrong with that but and then for me it's the opposite of like challenging myself to get out of that extremist mindset and like um like no I deserve nice things like I deserve to go and you know relax by the pool at Mm -hmm. a nice hotel and I used to not value that or I wouldn't say not value that I would um, kind of cut that out because it was like, oh, it's, it's too much. Or I look like this, or if I'm doing that, or it just doesn't feel comfortable, but Mm -hmm. it didn't feel comfortable for me because I didn't ever allow it or think like I actually deserved it. But I think adventure is a little different with fear. I think you just have that fear. Yeah, I think so. It's funny how you just broke that down because that stuff never crosses 
my mind what goes through your mind my mind is that fear-based a lot of the time like oh will there be a monkey there or like mine is the obstacles to get to the adventure what am I gonna have to like it's like a video game right like what am I gonna have to hop over to mm -hmm. so you just want to know the ending so that you can not so I can prepare (laughs) (laughs) and I think I thrive off of that a little bit like that is definitely where I thrive but my 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 hard part is like I think the thought process of I deserve this it's you know um I've worked hard for this I should have that I think um I I was listening to a thing today I believe it was one of the podcasts and I wish I remembered his name right now so hope bear with me but he was talking about manifesting and how we do like vision boards and we manifest and we often um like look at it as a a thought like you're going to think it into existence and it's not it's a place of feeling and being and knowing who you are and what did you think about i i listened to that too and what did you think about how they said that the vision boards weren't something that they recommend doing because that's all you hear is do your vision boards do your vision boards what was your take on that I think it goes down to depend like to learning who you are because if you're a black or white person and there's no gray you're either all or nothing or if you're somebody who gets overwhelmed easily kind of like I do um, I I've never done a vision board I write things out and I like to read things but I know that I can't because every time I look at that big thing, it stresses me out of like, how am I going to get there? What am I doing right now? I'm not doing something. I'm not doing enough. It challenges me. Uh, it's not a challenge. It I view it as a obstacle and it I will shut down completely and just not do anything. So for me... I try to just practice visualizing more and doing visualizations of me in the house that I find beautiful, me in the car that I find beautiful, me and the feelings that I have with, you know, expendable money or whatever you're you're wanting, relationships, however you're viewing or whatever you're in, whatever place I'm in, but trying to really just visualize myself in there, how it feels and that I do a lot better that way. That makes sense. And I think it goes back to two, maybe um, how, how are you a learner? Are you a visual learner? Are you auditory? Are you kinesthetic? You know, it goes down yeah, to those. How, exactly. how do you learn and what's, you know, the overwhelm? You're not a visual learner then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, what did you think about the vision boards? Um, I've always done them. Um, and so for me, but that's how I feel like we grew up in the age of like, oh, I'm going to cut out all my magazines and put them on a poster board and hang them on your wall. Yeah. So that's always been more of or I'm going to put the, the beautiful model in my refrigerator so that I don't eat the crap. Right. So yeah. it's like how there's a bunch of different ways that you can have vision boards, I think. But I think it goes back to the the pen to paper. I think writing it is yeah. so important. So I think if you do, if you are a vision board, person I think you should back that up with like what is that vision that you want and put that on the pen to paper and they say pen to paper over 
typing in your notes because you slow down the process. When you are writing something out on pen to paper, it slows down. Your brain can actually keep up with your hand and your whatever you're writing and your thoughts. Whereas when you're typing on a phone or on a computer, that a lot of times you go so fast that you actually won't process it as well and retain exactly what you're writing or be able to release whatever it is you're writing about also yeah I'm definitely that that person even in like college and high school and that it was like I need to sit and I need to write everything because I'm never I'm not auditory I have a hard time comprehending that distraction and that's why when we started this podcast I was like I don't know if I can do it because I get on here and I'm not an auditory learner so I'm trying to listen to everybody talk so it's been a struggle for me a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. and for me I think on that end I can get on here and I can talk and do that but it's the preparation that we do prior to these it's the study work it's finding the topics and looking into it on what we want to do and how our take is, how it makes you feel. And sometimes when it feels like homework, I procrastinate because of how I have done it when I was younger forever. And it was like, I'm just going to do it last minute. And it works for me and it doesn't. And so I've, although I've changed a lot of my habits in that area, I definitely find myself still getting in that. And then, but then my way of kind of, I think, excusing my procrastination is like, well, I do much better just like on the fly and this and that. But sometimes I don't. And sometimes I lack my knowledge or like I would say my um, words won't come out right or you stop your sentences halfway and in my head it sounds really great and then I listen to us or I watch it and I'm like oh <laughs> like you didn't even finish your thought there Sam slow it down slow it girl down. slow it down yeah it's been a learning process and that's okay so we're coming up on a year and we're we're gonna be on the dang news so it's working yes <laughs> so I know we just kind of hit the surface on this but again this book that we are talking about is called Stop Self-Sabotage by Dr. Judy Ho, PhD. Um, She has quizzes inside of it as well that help break down where your self-sabotage is, maybe issues that you're having, or kind of how you can create different habits for it. And then I would say, do you have anything else to add, Allie, before I finish? I don't think so. I think just kind of going off of where... We're going to start a new kind of series, and this one might be a really good one to start on. Keep digging in. Mm -hmm. I agree. So one of the challenges I have for you and everybody else is think of your core values. Come up with three core values that are really just important to you and look at that on how you're emulating that in your life and to people around you and um, what you're looking for in your relationships around you. Do they mirror some of those back? Uh, You know, because we can be completely different people, right, Ellie? You and I are still very different people, but I would say that our values match up pretty right on. Absolutely. And I think that right there is what helps you have great connections and helps you create deeper connections with people because you have those core values you're working towards the same things in life for sure yeah I think that's you you want to feel good with the people that you're around and if you don't feel good then you need to find a new circle within that definitely yeah Mm -hmm. so 
I am so grateful you guys are listening and I I hope you have a fabulous weekend and week. Yes. And I uh, um, Black Friday shopping too, because this is going to go out on Tuesday. I heard on the radio on my long drive home last night in the snow that um, J.C. Penney's is number one, and this other store that I have no idea, I don't even remember the name of it, is number two. But Macy's is number three. So if you're out Black Friday shopping, you want to hit those ones. And I forget about J.C. Penney's. Yeah, I do. They're too. like seventy percent off though. So wow. like, yeah, you could get some good deals. All right. Well, have a great Thanksgiving, you yes. guys. Stuff your face. Yes. Or eat. don't self-sabotage. I don't know. But I'm going to totally eat with happiness. Happiness. Oh, you got to be happy, too. You do. We're going to dig into Alice on that one. Mm-hmm. You got to show happiness. Enjoy. Don't don't I feel bad. Self-deprecate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We love you guys. Stay twisted. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. Sisters. We're all a little twisted.